0: Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of Haley's Kitchen. Today I actually want to share with you guys something that the Lord has just really been prompting my heart to talk about. Um, I know it's been a month since I've been on here and honestly, that's just kind of how this podcast works is when I feel the Lord put something on my heart super strongly and I feel like it can really speak to a lot of people. I just want to come on here and share it. Um, And I feel like today's message is going to be more of a word for whoever's listening. So I just pray that you full-heartedly receive it and that you talk to the Lord about it. Kind of discuss with Him maybe what it looks like in your life. Um, But I'm super stoked to share this with you guys. And so this might be a shorter episode. I don't know how long this is going to be. I normally say that and then it ends up being like 45 minutes to an hour long. But um, I still just... You know, I think, again, if this is more of a word, I'm just going to get straight to the point. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it's short. But the title of this episode is 40 Days and 40 Nights. Now, I know that a lot of us know the story of Moses on Mount Sinai and the 40 days and 40 nights and Noah, um, whenever Noah had built the ark and then had to wait 40 days and 40 nights for the rain to come. And I think a lot of us, um, as we mature in our faith, see things in scripture that we did not see before. And that is something I'm realizing recently is like, you know, I could reread John 3.16 and find something new that maybe hadn't occurred to me before. Um, And that's just what maturing in your faith looks like, of course. But yeah, I feel like I just, when I was reading these stories about the 40 days and 40 nights, new things were revealed to me through both of them. Um, And so to kind of backtrack, basically five days ago, April 5th, I was sitting in my gym parking lot and I was just like, Lord listen, like, I, okay, so this is kind of my little inside joke with myself, but anytime I'm on the treadmill, I always get these, like, crazy revelations, and then I, like, write it down in my notes app and stuff, so the treadmill really helps, um, just with kind of prompting me of new ideas and, you know, messages, but I just remember before I went into the gym, I was like, Lord, like, if there's a new revelation you want to give to me, like, please give that to me, and I would love to dig deeper into that, and so, I sat there for a little bit in prayer and then I felt like he was saying 40 days, 40 nights. 40 days, 40 nights. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I know these stories, you know. I I understand like what happens. So, what do you mean 40 days and 40 nights? And he was like 40 days, 40 nights. And so, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go into scripture. I'm going to read these stories. I'm really going to try to maybe see this from a new perspective and so i was like lord just give me fresh eyes so i went in and instead of running i just walked on the treadmill for like three miles or something and while i did i was reading both stories and i did see something new um and so i i I don't even really have like bullet pointed notes. I just have what I wrote down like from my heart. So right when I got home, I actually wrote down like so much. I have like three pages of this. I almost studied it to a T. Um, and so I just want to share this with you guys. And um, again, I just I just pray that you guys receive this um, and let the Lord speak to you through this. So i think when a lot of us look at these stories we say okay like they had to wait great like they had to wait and then once they waited god you know followed through with with his promise um for instance he told noah to build the ark and he told him what was going to happen but then he had to wait that 40 days and it's like we could all sit here and be like why was that necessary like he did what the lord asked him to he was so obedient he took on so much um Trial of just people teasing him and making fun of him and saying, yo, like, you're crazy. Why would you do that? You know, there's no rain. There hasn't been rain for hundreds of years in this valley. Like, what makes you think that there's going to be rain? Like, who is this God to say that it's going to happen? And um I think that obviously we could look at that and just kind of almost question the Lord's character for a second and be like, okay, why? Why did you make him wait 40 days and 40 nights when he had spent his whole life being faithful to you? Um, And so that's a very good question. I don't think that's like such an awful question to ask because it's a good question. Why did that have to happen? Um, Same with Moses. When we look at his story, you know, uh, why did he have to wait the 40 days and 40 nights? What was so necessary about that? Um, So the number 40 is very significant in scripture. And I kind of want to dig a little bit deeper into that. But first, um, I'll just kind of say what I wrote down. So generally, this is, I think, the symbolization of 40 days and 40 nights. So the number 40 generally, generally sorry, symbolizes a period of testing, trial, or probation. And that actually was from a dictionary, like a biblical dictionary that I looked up. So I'll read that definition again. In quotation, it says, The number 40 generally symbolizes a period of testing, trial, or probation. Um, so I can't help but think of Exodus 34, 1 through 28. Um, and that's kind of when Moses was spending 40 days on Mount Sinai receiving the laws that the Lord was giving him. Um, and throughout this time, there's three T's that I want to share with you guys. So there's three T's that, you know, kind of were were go or (laughs) there's three T's that were going on. My goodness. Um, and this was testing, trials, and triumph. say that again there was testing there was trials and there was triumph um you can see this in noah's story too but we'll just use moses for now um i encourage you guys to go read in exodus 34. so this is kind of what i did i wrote down you know testing put an underline under it and then wrote down right now um kind of what i feel like the lord is testing me in then i wrote down trials and i wrote down what could be to come um with trials And then I wrote down triumph and what I am expectant of with the Lord, not expecting as in like putting a box around him, but what I'm expectant of. And we'll kind of get into that in a minute. But I want to kind of speak into this concept of the 40 days and 40 nights. So I don't know about you guys, but I think that there's periods in our life where we actually know what god has already told us we know the promise that he has made to us and i think that there's personal promises and then there's biblical promises um and we i think most of us know the biblical promises like what the lord has promised his greatest one is that he will come back he will send a son and he will come back And um, that's just one promise that I think drives us as believers. Um, But there's also personal promises. And the Lord, that is directly to you. Now, he could say to somebody, hey, you're actually not meant to get married, but I promise you that I'm going to use your life um, to impact so many people. Um, And I'm going to use you to just expand the kingdom. But then he could look at somebody else and say, I actually do promise you um, that you're going to be with somebody, but right now you need to trust me that I know when that's going to come. And right now you have to focus on what I've given you to do right now. I know that's just an example. Um, there's so many other things, for instance, like even being in the missions field, like you could hear the promise of God saying like, Hey, I'm going to send you to Peru, but not right now. And that's going to come but not right now. And I need you to trust me that if you just keep walking in obedience in the everyday, I'm going to align this in such a divine way. Um, And you're just, you're going to meet the right people, you're going to make the right connections, and you're just going to know. So I know that some people might wrestle with me in that going back to like, you know, God promising us certain things. And I think some people will, you know, fight and say, yeah, but the Lord never promised that he would give us like a significant other but I think that is where that the Lord is almost saying in scripture he gave us that scripture to say this is not for everybody why would I make this a biblical promise if this is not everybody's purpose but I think if the desire is on your heart the Lord definitely is going to follow through with that because he has put that desire on your heart I don't think he would do that this isn't like a tease like he wants those things for you but he wants you to trust him with it Um, same with a job same with your life's Purpose, even just your life's purpose overall, as a blanket statement, like what exactly it is that he's gonna use you for. Because you could look at somebody like the Giglios or Charlotte Gamble or even Sadie Robertson, we'll go there. Um, and you could say, Yeah, but like God, why don't you have that for me? Like, isn't that biblical? Isn't that um a God-driven purpose? Like, if I if I want that, isn't that a God-given want? Um, but that's where you really have to meet the Lord in a secret place and say, Hey, like, <laughs> I hate to ask this, but is that what you have for me? And He will let you know because. Again, I think the way that, well, I don't think, I know the way that he will confirm that is through people, divine connection, details. God is a God of detail. He's gonna work in the details and you're just going to know. If you're walking right with the Lord, if you're letting the spirit dwell within you, you are just gonna know because peace comes with that. Supernatural peace comes with that. Um, So kind of going back to my very first point and it's that the Lord might have already spoken the promise to you. And I think a lot of us wait on this, like, neon sign. My friend Haven says it like this. It makes me laugh. She says, sometimes we wait for a neon sign in the sky, but really we haven't been looking in the little places of where he's been, like, trying to show us something. And that's where I think the verse, be still and know that I am God, really kicks in, because we, when we're still and we let him be God, and speak to us from god's position we actually do hear from him and that's why he says meet me in the secret place i'm going to speak to you but you can't have the noise of comparison you can't have the noise of what everybody else is doing you can't have the noise of i wish being a wishful thinker i wish i could be doing that you can't have that noise clogging your ears when god is trying to speak something personal to you Um, And so, yeah, I think that is just kind of where you really need to wrestle with the Lord in the first place. Um, But for some of you, you've heard the promise. You have literally heard God say, this is what I have for you. This is who I have for you. This is what I have for you. But are you willing to wait? And that is the significance of the 40 days and 40 nights. So, Let's go back to Noah. Okay, we're going to go to Noah. We'll use Moses in a little bit. But I think Noah's story is really good at this point. So Noah spent the majority of his life building a boat, a boat. And God told Noah that he wanted him to build this ark. Why? What was the reasoning? Well, okay, a huge flood was going to wipe out humankind except for Noah's family. And so he told him, build this boat, build this boat, build this boat so noah was obedient because he loved the lord and he started building this boat and imagine the labor that was put into that imagine what what was going through his head as well and here's the thing he had neighbors who were like who are you to think that like they would even tell him you're prideful you're prideful for thinking that you know god is going to send a flood and that you're going to be the only one that survives like who are you to think that you're crazy you're crazy And I think a lot of us doubt our purpose because we have people around us telling us we're crazy, Um, (laughs) but that's just because we have finite minds. We don't understand the power and creativity of the Lord, but we follow him in it and he gives us little bits and pieces of what that actually looks like. And I think that's what just keeps drawing us in as believers is his power And what he truly can do. He is a God of miracles. When we said there was no way, he makes a way. And so for Noah, um, his whole entire life, God already gave him the promise. He said, I'm going to do it. Not, well, build this out of an act of faith, but I might take it away. Um, I might not actually allow this to happen. This was more so just to test you and see if your faith was truly real. No. God told Noah and said, I am going to send a flood. It is going to happen. You are going to build this boat and I will protect your family, but you need to trust me. And there's going to be people who don't agree with you, but do you trust me? Do you believe me? Do you actually believe in the things that I have said to you? So obviously out of his obedience, Noah clearly did believe the Lord, but This is where the 40 days and 40 nights come in. And this is the significance I really just want you guys to hear. So finally, Noah had built the boat, right? He had finally finished this boat. His family was, you know, obviously in this with him. And then the Lord said, you have to wait 40 days and 40 nights. And imagine what was going through Noah's head. Like, Imagine what his whole family was thinking. They're like, are you being for real? Like 40 days and 40 nights. Are you joking me? Like his whole life, Noah has spent this time building this boat, and now you're telling him to wait, to wait. And here's where God is just really funny and kind of cool. Really cool, actually. Um, Throughout this 40 days, his neighbors begin to tease him. And they were like, you said that this was coming, and you said that, da, da, da. like, more than ever. I know that they teased him while he was building the boat, but more than ever, they were like, what are you thinking? Like, you're crazy. And then Noah actually experienced a very humane thing, and he started to doubt. He was doubting a little bit. He was like, is this, like, why do I have to wait? Like, is this actually what you said you're going to do? Um, but then he reached the third T. So he, he experienced the testing, the trials. But then the triumph came. And he, he secretly knew deep down, not secretly, but he knew deep down that God was going to follow through because God had provided for him to build this boat. Um, but at the very end of the 40 days, the Lord sent the rain and the flood came. And I want to reiterate this super clearly. Just because he doubted does not mean that he didn't have faith. I think in moments of doubt is when your faith leaves, but overall, I think out of his act of obedience, it clearly showed that Noah did believe God, but doubt creeps in sometimes. You know, expectancy and then things not happening the way that you thought can cause doubt sometimes. And it's really hard to trust the Lord in that because it's like you're almost so weary from trying and from trying to almost like figure out the puzzle pieces and what the full picture is going to look like. But that's where we just have to step back in um, humbleness is, you know, we don't know we don't have the full picture. We don't know the full picture, but that's what we actually don't have to worry about. That's what we have to rest in is knowing that we don't have to know. Um and so, yeah, I, I just love that story of Noah because finally when the rain came, obviously his neighbors were like, oh. <laughs> they clearly knew that he was telling the truth and the Lord was, you know, gonna follow through. Um, and that mocking him was wrong, but it was too late for them to repent of that because they had no faith, zero. Um, so something I wanna just say to you, who, whoever's listening right now, I want to say something. I think that some of you guys actually already know the promise that the Lord has given you. You actually already know what it is that God wants to use you for or do in your life. But he's putting you in a 40-day waiting period. And I'm not saying legitimately 40 days. This could be a year. This could be two years. This could be a gap year. This could be um, moving away. Like, who knows what that looks like. But the Lord is he's already given you the promise but he's testing you he's going to test your faith and say will you choose me first are you letting me have my will in my way i think a lot of us see like his will his way and almost interpret it as his will like he's going to tell me what he's going to do but then my way and i'm going to do it in my timing like okay great like he gave me We'll go back to the significant other example. He gave me this person, now I'm going to run with it and control this in the way that I feel is best. But we forget that it's his will, his way. Will you choose him first? Are you letting him have his will and his way, his timing? Is he alone enough? Will you be faithful with what you have been given? Will you stay consistent in prayer for whatever it is that you're waiting on and lay that at God's feet? Will you keep getting to know God for his character and fall in love with him and simply fall in love with him for who he is and not what he's going to give you? It should be your daily delight. And that's, that's something you have to learn. That's something you have to practice and truly like give back to the Lord because our selfish hearts want our way, our will, our way. Um, and we can't be partial either. His will, our way. It has to be his will, his way. Now, with trials, let's move down to that for a little bit because I think that this looks very different for everybody. A trial for one person could look like a completely different trial for somebody else. For instance, somebody could not get their dream job and that's like their life's greatest trial. And then for somebody else, their life's greatest trial is the fact that one of their parents is suffering from sickness. Um, So trials don't have to look the same. Um, But here's the thing. You will face trials. That's not in question, you will. You're going to face disappointment, unfulfilled expectations, friends and family letting you down, rejection, unmet goals, disappointment from others, unwanted emotions, attacks from the enemy, etc, etc, etc. But just remember to bring it back to Jesus. Because when he says he will give you, that is a promise. So if we're talking about promises, here's a promise. If you bring those things to the feet of Jesus, he's going to meet you where you're at that doesn't mean he's gonna fix quote-unquote fix the situation you're in in the way that you hope that he does but he will give you the strength to get through and you're gonna understand why it had to happen um so i think i just want to move on to triumph because trials is trials we all know what that is and i think that it's inevitable it's gonna happen but that is an act of testing your faith um so that really just ties in with the testing. Um but let's move down to triumph. So I wrote this little mantra and I just want to share it with you guys. So, be expectant. Don't put God in a box by throwing your expectations on him, but what this actually means is to be expectant of the unexpected. Let him blow your mind with how powerful and creative he is. Get excited. Get excited for him To give you wonderful surprises. Like God surprises us. He he shows us things that we didn't even think were possible. Um, Triumph simply because he loves you. But let him bless you. Don't believe that he will only give you scraps. You are not assigned to scraps. He gives only good and perfect gifts to his children and those who love him. Um, So that's the hope we have in all of this. Is yes, there's going to be testing. And yes, there's going to be trials. But there is triumph because it's Jesus He wants to grow you through this. And testing and triumphs can or I'm sorry, testing and trials can seem like a really horrible thing, but actually we're just being made and molded to look more like the image of Christ through that. He had to face he had to face testing and trials too. But does that mean he didn't reach the triumph? No, he did. He was the triumph, but you know, that's because he's Jesus. And so I wanted to explain this to you guys um, and kind of follow that up with a little bit more scripture. So I'm going to read to you guys 2 Corinthians 10, 5 and then Psalm 25, 4 through 5. Now, I love to chat. I love to talk. I love to ramble. But I think that scripture is truth. So if you guys want to hear some truth, this is truth. Um, So I think we can be in our head a lot in this 40-day symbolically this 40 day and 40 night period where we're waiting we've already heard god's promise we've already um been touched by what it is that he wants to use us for or do through us or do to us um but i think where we really struggle is our thoughts like what God, what is it that you have? Like, why are you making me wait? Is this really what you have? And we're going to doubt. We're really going to get in our heads and we're really going to doubt. We're going to find all the reasons that he's not actually going to do this and that we're just crazy for thinking it. Um, But I think it's funny because there's been so many times in my life where I've been like, there's no way. And then he does it and I'm like, oh dang, no way. Like he actually makes it happen. And it's like, why do i still doubt after i see that why do i still doubt after i know that he's taking care of me and he has provided he has supplied every need um so i want to kind of read some scripture that really ties into the thought process um and then follow it up with a promise that the lord gives us um through like almost like a command so second corinthians ten five says for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Woo! That's good. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. So, I think this is where we know what we're supposed to do in doubting, in The unsurety of if it's going to happen. Bring that thought to God. If you have doubt, say, God, I'm doubting you right now. I'm really struggling. I don't know if this is really what you have for me. Am I just absolutely psychotic and in my head about this? And He will give you divine confirmation. He will say, Haley or blank, whatever your name is, I do have this for you. And this is going to happen because A, B, and C, I have divinely in detail showed you what it is that I'm going to do through supernatural ways that you couldn't have controlled um but right now your role is to wait to steward what I've already given you um and if you're sitting here like okay but I don't feel like he's given me anything right now my my job feels mundane or I'm not working right now I'm not going to school I don't know what to do with that I'm just scared I'm trying to figure it out well Our daily obedience is to talk to the Lord. Say the Lord's prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Ask him. Say, God, I'm here to spend time with you right now if that's what you have for me right now is to truly just dig deep with you. Um, But I also pray that you show me some things I could start stewarding here. Um, And he will. He absolutely will. That's not even a question. That's a promise. He will. Um, But it's very natural to get in your head about a lot of these things but that's why we go to the supernatural to find peace. Because we know that he has said it. But our finite minds may not be able to fully understand it. But we're not supposed to. And that's where you need to take a step back and say, God, I'm letting you do this. I'm going to wait. I'm here. Just do your thing. Do your thing. So, next I'm going to read to you guys Psalm 25, 4-5. So, it says this. Show me the path where I should walk, O Lord. Point out the right road for me to follow lead me by your truth and teach me for you are the God who saves me all day long I put my hope in you not for like five minutes not just when you go to church on Sunday mornings all day long all day long I put my hope in you all day long I needed to hear that that, that really just filled my soul because even for a moment When you take your eyes off of Jesus, your hope is going to go somewhere else. And that thing is going to fail you if it's not Jesus. Think about when Peter took his eyes off of Jesus when he was, you know, Jesus was asking him to walk on the water with him. He started to sink because his eyes weren't on Jesus. All that he commanded was just look at me, keep your eyes on me, and keep placing your faith in me. But the moment that he didn't, he sank. Why? Because his eyes weren't on Jesus it's that simple and i promise you when i say every time i make these podcast episodes i'm preaching to the choir there's times where i feel i'm sinking and then i blame it on god and i say you're letting go of me you're losing sight of me and he's like no that's not the truth you lost sight of me because you're focusing too much on yourself and that's where we got to be convicted is when we doubt him in these 40 days it's because we're becoming more self-focused than God-focused. And God should be our focus. So, I just want to speak this truth over you. I don't know. Well, I'm not going to say I don't know why. I'm trying to work on that whenever I'm like, well, I don't know. No, I do know. I feel like God has just given this to me um, to share with you guys. God won't and has not left you behind. He absolutely has not saved his least and worst for you. That's not even in his character. So just keep praying. Stay consistent. Keep your eyes on him. Um, I think when you're solely focused on God, everything will happen exactly as it should be. So don't worry. Don't worry. I hear so many people like come to me. So, I'm not going to say I'm the therapist friend, but low key a little bit am, but that's because I love giving advice and I love listening. Like I genuinely, as much as I love talking and like cracking up jokes and just like having fun with my friends, I also love to be serious and I love to hear people just speak what's on their heart. And if there's any way that I can help, that's like my love language is just giving advice. So. I hear a lot of people say, yeah, but what if this didn't happen? Or what if this actually didn't work out the way that I thought it would? And I think my first reaction to that is, well, what if it doesn't? And I wouldn't want to hear that, I promise. I I know that's like the last thing anybody would want to hear. But it's like, is God enough? If that did not happen, is God enough? Now, I want to comfort you in this too, though. I don't think God is going to string you on for days upon a time or is that the right <laughs> days on end sure we'll say that <laughs> um i don't think god is going to string you on for days on end and speak this truth to you and then like just drop you off and be like sorry you're crazy for thinking that lol like you're what were you thinking like why did you put your hope there why did you think that this was actually a promise for me god doesn't work like that And that's where I'm learning to trust him is I think sometimes I get so scared that he's going to do what humans do, people do, sinners do, um, where they promise something and don't follow through with it. And then I end up feeling like so disappointed and then I don't want to trust anybody ever again. Um, I think that, yes, if something did not happen, is God enough? Yes, he is and he should be. But also, if you have heard the promise that God has spoken to you, I don't think you should be in this mindset of, well, it's probably not going to be happened. So just, or it's probably not going to happen. So just be disappointed and just know that He's enough and just keep being a robot and whatever. Like, that's not, I don't think that's the point of what I'm saying at all. And I feel like I've heard that before where people, you know, like, oh, I'll be stressed out and I'm pouring out my heart to somebody and I'm like, but what if it doesn't happen? Like, what if this, what if I'm crazy and I think this could be something, but it's actually not? And my friends are like, well, is it okay? Are you okay with God being enough? And I understand their heart and that, I've said that before too, but I'm trying to approach that thought process with almost like a even deeper revelation than that. Yes, God is enough. But in that moment, I think you come to a, a what is it, a fork in the road, a Y in the road? A fork in the road. You need to go to God in that moment and say, if this is what you have for me, keep confirming that. Like, literally today, I want you to confirm that in my heart, in my spirit, um, physically, spiritually, whatever. Um, But if it's not from you, take it away from me right now. Like, give me peace that this isn't from you right now. Did I decide this in my own strength? Did I decide this when I thought this was what you had, but it wasn't actually because I didn't give you the stage to tell me what you actually did have and he's going to do it because ask according to his will and you will receive so if it's not from him simple as that ask him but if you do have peace if you do have confirmation and if you are walking right with the lord and you have heard his promise be expectant because when you You know, expect to hear the voice of God, but then actually doubt that you're going to hear it. So then you just end up not being expectant. You're not going to hear it. But when you are expectant and you say, Lord, I'm here, I'm waiting. When you're ready, show it to me. You're going to know it's from him. You know, you're going to know that it's his voice. And he will be gracious enough to give you confirmation in the waiting season. And he will give you strength to get through the testing. He will give you strength to get through the trials. And he wants to lavish you with The triumph. I okay. Now that we're in scripture, let me turn to. That's something my mom does. Like she'll go like every time she's like thinking. So I think I'm. (laughs) I'm getting that from her. Um, my Bible has like so many things falling out of it. Okay, so I was reading in Isaiah fifty nine. This is a little more spontaneous. This is not in my notes. Um. The year of the Lord's favor. Okay, so Isaiah 61 talks about the year of the Lord's favor. And it's so good. um, Like it says things like, you know, verse 2, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, he is going to comfort all who mourn. Um, In verse 8, it says, For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrong. I will faithfully give them their recompense, (laughs) something like that. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Um, their offspring shall be known among the nations and their descendants in the midst of the peoples. Um, what was the part where he talked about twofold and I just, wow, like it really, really shook me and it was just so good. Um, ah, I hope I find it. I don't want to take too much time. Um, let's see. Oh my gosh. No, maybe it was in Isaiah 59. The future glory of Israel. Um, (laughs) Okay. Well, let's see. It talked about how the Lord just wants to give his people twofold. um, Because we have been faithful. And because he wants to be faithful to us because that's in his character. Um, Yeah, like it even says, For the coastlands shall hope for me, the ships of Tarshish first to bring your children from afar their silver and gold with them for the name of the Lord your God and for the Holy One of Israel because he has made you beautiful um, foreigners shall build up your walls and their kings shall minister to you for in my wrath I struck you but in my favor I have had mercy on you your gates shall be open continually day and night they shall not be shut that people may bring to you the wealth of the nations with their kings led in procession and I mean it just keeps going it's so good. I just want to like sit and read it now. Um, and I, and I want to read Isaiah 59, 21, um, because this is ultimately the Lord's covenant to us. And as for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord, my spirit that is upon you. Listen to this. My spirit that is upon you and the words that I have put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth or out of, The mouth of your offspring or out of the mouth of your children's offspring says the lord from this time forth and forevermore so his covenant to us is that he's going to speak through us and if he's going to speak through us he's going to hold every other promise he's going to use us he's going to give us divine purpose from him and because of him um and so yeah i i just want to share that scripture with you guys i encourage you to get into isaiah 15 59 through 61 um it talks about his judgment and redemption so Yahweh and Elohim and then it talks about the future glory of Israel and then the favor upon um, his people and it's just such a good reminder like he has favor over those who choose him first and you know in this waiting season like it's not because the Lord wants to deprive you I just feel like I really need to emphasize on that right now. The Lord is not trying to deprive you. He's trying to grow you to handle the blessing that he does have for you. So he does have something for you. If he is refining you, that means he's also wanting to give you something. But refining comes first. And you know, I, <laughs> I'm i going to go to this example because I just feel like it's a really good example. Also, if you hear all this cracking noise, it's because I'm sitting on a wooden chair. Um, okay, so this is super simple. I actually think I've used this before in one of my podcast episodes, but I'm going to say it again because I just love it that much. So when you go to a restaurant and you order um, or okay, let's just say you pull through in and out, right? order a burger you get the burger and you get it in like five minutes and it's okay like you know it it satisfies the moment but then you're just like "Uh," you feel gross after you don't feel the best um you're just kind of like regretting it almost and yeah i don't know it's it's one of those things where it's like instant gratification and like it came fast yeah but after the after you eat it then it's like then what you know um but then if you go to like a fancy like steakhouse restaurant or something like that You order your food, there's environment, they take their time, um, but then whenever the food comes out, it's like really good quality and you, you know, you take your time to eat it and it's like the best steak you've ever had, whatever. The point of this metaphor, I feel like I could have explained that better. The point of this metaphor is that when you wait, you're waiting on something that is being um, created or molded just for you. And like the old saying, good things take time. Good things take time. You know, it's not like good things will be rushed right to your doorstep with that Amazon Prime shipping. Like, good things take time. So the 40 days is not deprivation. It's a symbolism of, I trust in God's promise and I can't wait to see what he has for me. But right now i just need to wait that's all i gotta do that is the only requirement of me and waiting doesn't mean like sitting on your floor and just tapping your foot it means like okay i'm gonna do what he's asked me to do right now knowing that something will come and i'll move on to the next chapter or into this next promise um so here's my challenge for you guys before you go my challenge is to do a 40-day fast right now i'm doing a 40-day fast with two of my friends and i'm so excited uh we're doing a 40-day fast until this event i'm going to called the send and um it's crazy because actually this was the significance of it april 5th is the day that the lord told me that and then i checked my calendar just for funsies to see what was in 40 days and it was the send and i was like why that's so crazy um and so yeah i just you know we're we're fasting and praying for just um the promises that the lord has for us and being sober minded about that so we're we're fasting social media we're fasting not all of social media but like in our own terms you know like screen times and time limits and uh, waking up early and praying and uh going to bed early and you know even caffeine like we're just giving up certain things that really take our focus off of god um in a moment so anyways all that is just to say i i encourage you guys to fast for 40 days 40 nights first of all this is what it should look like you should write down what it is that you're fasting for not and i'm not just saying like okay i'm fasting for his promise yes absolutely totally agree with that you should fast for his promise but more than that are you fasting for, you know, like what specifically do you feel like he's called you to? And if you don't know, then fast for that. Say, Lord, I'm fasting for an answer. I'm fasting for um like a green light from you, a signal to say, go do it. um Yeah, whatever it is, I'm fasting for my future spouse. I'm fasting for my family. I'm fasting for the sickness that I have. I'm fasting for um my pride, just anything. I, I encourage you guys to fast and then Write down what it is that you need to fast from. And don't cheat yourself out. Like, don't say, well, okay, like, I'll I'll delete this app. But, like, you have a million other apps to distract you. Like, really just take your eyes off of things that are your instantaneous escape. And really focus on the Lord. Like, if you're... My friend Bennett said this. If you're about to reach for your phone, pray. Pray. If you're struggling with sleep, stop drinking caffeine. If you're... um. And that's something my friend Mia said, which I thought was really good Um, because I've kind of been struggling with sleep because like I just get so excited about stuff and fixated on, you know, like whatever God is doing that I like sometimes forget to sleep. (laughs) And I'm trying because I used to have such a good sleep schedule. So we're getting on that. But like also if social media is causing you to compare and it's distracting you from hearing God's voice, get off of it um if there's certain people you don't need to be texting right now because they're just bringing more confusion than clarity don't text them let them know even just say hey like love you but right now not a good time for me and i'm and i'm fasting and um yeah just know your limits and really don't cheat yourself like let the lord convict you in that too of you know god like what is taking my eyes off of you and he'll show you so i encourage you to do this um And I actually just wanted to end off this episode by just praying for you guys. Um, I feel like I need to do that more um, because I think that we all are in the same boat. And I just want you guys to know, whoever's listening to this, you're not alone. You are not alone at all. And I think that is the enemy's number one tactic for really just getting us away from the Lord is yes, distraction. Oh my goodness, I cannot talk today. Um, Yes, distraction, but also... I think he tries to get you in a corner and say, you're alone, you're not worthy, you're not enough. Um, but in the Lord's eyes, it's the complete opposite. We are. He died for us. We are the one he loves. Um, and he's going he's gonna to chase after you. That's why there's the spiritual battle going on. And it's exhausting because he wants you. Just as much as the enemy is trying to, you know, catch your attention, so is God. But he doesn't just want your attention, he wants your heart, he wants your soul, he wants your commitment, because he's committed himself to you already, even if you haven't done the same for him. So I just want you guys to know that you're not alone. So I'm going to pray super quick, uh, just to end us off, and I just challenge you to step into this challenge, and to really um, fast, even if it's not 40 days, fast. Ten days even a week just see what difference that makes um in your relationship with the lord sorry my nose is stuffy but here we go lord wow just thank you for meeting us here thank you for um, whoever's listening to this i just uh, praise you We praise you. We praise you that you give us divine purpose and you give them divine purpose. Lord, I know that this person may feel like they don't have a purpose. They don't have a drive to continue into what it is that you have for them. And they maybe even believe that you don't have anything for them, that they are worthy of just the scraps, the leftovers, your worst for them because their whole life they've been told that and that that's been confirmed through other people, through the lies that is spoken over them by the enemy. But Lord, we rebuke that. You have prepared a table for us, for your children, and you have prepared a seat for this person that's listening to this podcast right now. Um, For me, you have prepared a seat for me, and you want us to sit with you and to just let you bless us. Lord, the more that we sit in your blessing, the more that we see you and less of us. So, Lord, just less of us, less of us. I pray that we focus on ourselves less. We focus on you more, that we begin to see... um, even just through the simplicity of every single day, through little details, your glory, your splendor, your creativity. Lord, surprise us. We are expected, but we are not placing expectations on you. We don't know what you can do. We can never guess what you can do, but Lord, surprise us with that. Show us, show off, show off with just how incredible you are and how smart you are, and how you do actually know what you're doing, even when we place that um, almost idea of, you don't know what you're doing on you, Lord. You do know what you're doing. Lord, just give us uh, boldness, give us faith, give us compassion, give us passion for you. Um, May everything we do to be um, glorifying to you, may our intention be um, to glorify you. And everything that we do, everything that we say, everything that we think. Lord, I just pray that when we're we're struggling, we're doubting, that we come back to you and lay at your feet knowing that you're going to show up, you're going to comfort us, you're going to wash us in your peace because um, that is so of your character, Lord. God, we love you. We just cherish our relationships with you. And Lord, if we are in a waiting season, supply us, supply us with every need, supply us with the steadfastness, the wherewithal to know that you have promised us something. And now you are testing our faith. You are molding us to handle what it is that you are going to give us lord we are so excited to see what you do we're so excited to see your plan for our lives it is so extravagant and it has only begun that is just such a beautiful promise that i love to sit in is that you haven't you've gotten started i'm not going to say you haven't gotten started but you have only begun and there's so much more to be done and the fact that you want to use me is just wow i'm honored um Lord, I just pray whoever's listening to this is honored and knowing that you want to use them. You want to give them gifts and you want to uh, bless them. So Lord, I just pray for boldness for all of us to step into this 40 days and 40 nights, um, this fasting period, this time of waiting and just having steadfastness, knowing that you are doing a work and that you will follow through. I pray that we're expectant of that. Lord, in just your precious name, we thank you for all that you have done and all that you will do. Um, Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yahweh. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Um, You're so worthy of it. You're so worthy of our praise in your name. Amen. Okay, so this was 46 minutes. I was thinking it would be like 20, but here we are. But Thank you guys for listening, and I just pray that you guys go and be blessed. Just spend time with the Lord. I highly encourage that. Um, I just encourage you to step in to what he's asking you to do so boldly. Just listen. Listen to his voice. Um, endure in the waiting period um, because it's there for a reason, and it's just as significant as the promise. Um, it's part of the promise. so you guys rock. Just know that my Instagram, my number, whatever is always open to you guys. I'm here to chat. I'm here to pray for you. I'm here to encourage you and you guys rock. So thank you for listening. Kudos.